You probably know by now that DNVR is a huge supporter of CBD, and as a consumer, you must find the product that works best for you. Green Roads hooked us up with some incredible products, and we want to share our experience with you. Green Roads has over 30,000 five-star reviews. You can use promo code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Number one privately held CBD company in the U.S. by market share. They've got award-winning products, pharmacists founded, pharmacists formulated, QR codes on all Green Roads packaging with link to independent lab test results, abundant selection of oils, topicals, edibles, beverages, and more. So check them out. Green Roads. What are, how did you do? did you do oh i think i oh that's right i won all of them what is up everybody and welcome into the winner's lounge we got a winner's lounge guys and it was uh it's an uneven winner's lounge it's fun it is an empty bar it's a little weird also it's very weird no dev either too it's really nice yeah it's really nice <laughs> um, no, but uh, it, it was an interesting game. There's fun stuff to talk to, to talk about. There's weird stuff to talk about. There's a little bit of maybe stuff up for debate to talk about. Ooh, so it's a full winners lounge. We got everything. Controversy. Ooh, controversy. Uh, as always, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up. You might win money, you might lose money, but you'll have fun as we do all of the time. I don't. I didn't check my bets, but I think I went like two for four. Did you have fun though? I did have fun. <laughs> so I think I probably came up like. Even or down a dollar or two. Well, oh, or a unit or two. Sorry, excuse me, a unit or two. Well, listen, I, I just hope you all listen to me on those Barton over one and a half yeah, threes. Yeah. That was the fastest and I do, And I hope that no one listened to me on my stone cold lock of MPJ <laughs> hitting over two and a half threes when in fact he hit zero. He did hit zero. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, guys, I'm of course joined by Brendan Vote. Oh, that's right. Uh, I haven't been on the show in ages. It feels like it's good to be back. I never noticed. Harrison, whenever he missed like five in a row, he's like, man, I haven't been here. And I was like, oh, I feel like you have because we talk all the time. I just never know. And then over here, I got D-Line Co. What's up, guys? I'm here all the time. You are here all the time. I don't know a lot going on in my life. Okay. Well, Adam's. Uh, uh, really messing with uh, hmm. having an effect here. I don't, know. I, I don't care for what just <laughs> happened at all. Nuggets get the win tonight against the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers coming in late today, getting in and arriving in Denver, I believe, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They had to, you know, do all their testing. They didn't get their daily nap in, all of those different things. It wasn't a back-to-back. But they get outscored, the Pacers do, 34-15 to 15 in that fourth quarter, and that is the difference in this ball game. Brendan Vogt, where do you want to start with this one tonight? What's your big takeaway? Uh, well, hey, that was a bench game, wasn't it? And the bench really Kinda turned was. the tide of the game in the second half. Uh, I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time talking about those minutes from Facundo Campazzo. You know, nice to see Jermichael Green back, four for six from three. Feels like a lifetime since we've seen him knock down some catch-and-shoot threes because he hasn't played. And then P.J. Dozier cleans up, which started out as a rough night with an all, you know, ultimately a good performance. Um, you know, Jokic a minus nine. I think the bench carried them to a win tonight, guys. Yeah, what do you I think? couldn't agree more. Uh, first off, the, the chat is disc- is a little distracted by the raw sex that uh, Brendan's putting out with his bare ankle. Just the ankle. Ooh, <laughs> a little ankle showing. Wow. Twenty twenty one. Not afraid to show a little. Skin. You realize Woo. there's like two feet of snow on the ground. You yeah. went. You went ankleless socks. Well, it, every time I wear my boots on this show, yeah. I get bullied. You're gonna so. get bullied no matter what That's, you wear, bro. I'm learning that. <laughs> uh, what a weird game, man. That. Like it was a weird game. It was just like it was <laughs> nothing. Weird game. It was nothing but like improbable runs by different the the teams just trading off. I mean, when like, you think of, it's just a game of runs out there when you think about it. <laughs> I, I know it. it's not supposed to mean like 20-0, 20 There really was like, a lot of runs. It was absurd. And like the 
the um, refereeing in this game was super bizarre. And in, in that, normally you're like, man, they were all over calling BS fouls. And it was like, dude, blow the whistle. They, they didn't do it. What's going on? They either had the under or they were trying to get home, but that was not a, was Yo, not a blow the whistle. Crazy. Night. That yeah. was a crazy game. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, Barton came out, was the best player I've ever seen in my entire For life. For 10 minutes. And then Barton came out and was the worst player I've ever seen in my entire life. And there was just no in between. That Really, that was this game. Just no in between. It was hot or cold. That was and he had it. a couple big shots late, so really the... Barton, the first four and last three minutes of the game was very good. Yes. <laughs> very, very yes. good. Incredible, you might even say. Unbelievable. Um, do you guys remember when the Nuggets were up 12? And I'm going to take you guys back because one of the bets that Eric had as a stone-cold lock was Nuggets in the first quarter, one and a half points. Dude, this and was a bad They're beat. up. And, and <laughs> I'm, the I, right call? I, I bring this right up because bet, this dude. is actually how the game went. You're talking about the game of runs, Eric, but... The Nuggets are up, I think, 12 points in the first quarter. Yeah, with like a minute and a half. It, it was maybe like three minutes because oh it was – I remember looking at the clock and being like, bro, come on, they could collapse. Because Eric goes, man, my first quarter bet hit. That feels good. Or something <laughs> like that. No, it's, I said it's looking good. And it just proceeded to, to <laughs> be like the worst series of events possible. Denver, 32-32 in that first quarter. And I thought – I could have swore to God they were going to be up 10. And it just felt like from that moment on – the game was just like yep. It was just weird. Like it, so weird. It couldn't couldn't really get a foothold. Denver actually had two separate. They had a twenty to two run mm. in the first half, and then a twenty two to two run to close the game. Um, with then you know obviously Pacers closing the gap somewhere in between. So yeah. really really weird night. I do think a little bit in the fourth, everything we talked about with Indiana coming into the game reared its head a little bit, and they ran out of steam. Can I? Yep. Can we start? And, and part of this is because of our brethren in Argentina who are, have stayed up extremely late. I don't even know what time it is out there. Probably 2 o'clock in the morning in Buenos Aires. But if we, if we could start there, not because I think he was maybe the like most important player or mm. this or that like in a vacuum. But a random Tuesday night. Is it Tuesday? No, it's Monday. A random Monday, Monday. in March, just random regular season games. You got to celebrate some the small things. Yeah. No pun intended. Oh, all the small and tonight things. was like an absolutely entertaining and fun Facundo Campazzo game and and meaningful too it wasn't like as a sideshow he really I thought brought the energy of that second unit when they desperately needed it and made some plays that we were chuckling with the spark off the bench energy stuff is real with Faku it's not mm. lazy analysis right. it's actually the the top thing you would point to yep and so when you got a game like this where there's just like a whole stretch where it seems like no one wants to be on the court in a Nuggets uniform I mean, just just add Faku, just add water, and you've got yeah. a competitive outfit again. Um, you know, only two steals, but it felt like he he was responsible for like six. In oh the man, quarter. so many deflections! Yeah, uh, yeah, he was hilarious incredible. plays. I, I thought he changed the tide of that game. You know, he may not be the best player, but in arguably the most important of the game, he moment of the game, he turned it on. And we talk about haymakers, like big runs. Some of the reason for those big runs were those those momentum plays sure, is that what yes. I think you're alerting, alluding to. It's not just like you look at the box score and say two steals. Well, there's steals that lead to momentum shifting fast breaks or, or yes. stopping defensive stops. He's, he pokes one loose. Barton picks up the loose ball. Um Passes is out, passes it out to Faku in the corner, who makes the extra pass to PJ, who dunks it. Yeah, and it's like that's good basketball. That's the highlight play. That's the off defense to offense, like all. Yeah. And it. it's demoralizing if you're yep. Indiana. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, Faku had a few of those where he poked it out into the open court and just led to a an all out fast break by the Nuggets, uh, odd man rush. Yeah, and just yeah, I mean, truly, like it just energized. I mean, it energized me watching <laughs> the game. I was like, let's go. I was uh, I was feeling a little down. Wait. 
maybe a little too much pizza for probably the truth here. But then, um, man, I did, fuck. It's like, I don't know how you can just, I hear, I see a lot of people from time to time just rule out the idea of Faku. And it's like, I don't know how you can deny what that man brings. Like, especially on, on a night like tonight where just everything is dead. Just an absolute jump start to this game. It was so, so fun to watch. I mean, it's funny because he's going up against his Eastern uh, Conference counterpart in TJ McConnell, his American <laughs> right, counterpart. Right, right. And he out, um, what would you call it, try-hearted. Yeah, the, uh, he, the, he, the yeah, he tried right? harder. He, he tried harder. He out-tiny. He out-tiny kingdom. Um, no, he was he was great to watch tonight. And again, like I think with Compazzo, you know, there are, he does have up and down games. And he does have some games where you're like, man, he's just his height or whatever it is is really costing you. But tonight was not one of them. It was the exact opposite. And it's funny, if you go through his stat line tonight, he had zero points on zero of three shooting. He had three rebounds, two steals, uh, and a t- one turnover. But he did have, of course, six assists. But, again, it wasn't about the box score tonight. It was about all the other stuff and just the energy that he injected into it. And I think that's why he was a near-team high plus 16, yeah. even though he only played 22 yeah, ch- minutes. Chet, uh, como se dice intangibles? He brings some intangibles to this. He does game. bring some intangible. I can't wait for you to. Uh, that was very good. I, I can't wait for yes. you to get it in the uh, in the chat here. Um, alongside, and it's funny. We usually start with the starters. They, there are some things to talk about with them, but you know his counterpart on the Nuggets roster is PJ Dozier, and we've talked a lot about those two guys competing for minutes as backup point guard or backup whatever. I thought both of them had very strong games tonight in different ways. Faku with that energy and hustle. <clears throat> PJ Dozier, I thought, started the game with yeah. like seven straight of my least favorite types of plays from him where he's being just too aggressive and he's calling his own number and dribbling through traffic and this or that, and it didn't go well. But once he settled down, I thought he also had a huge impact on this game. Yeah, I agree with that. First half was, um, it was pretty, it was a tale of two halves. The first was an exhibition of the exact reasons why, you know, we're probably not there with PJ yet. And then the second half was a great exhibition of why we talk about PJ every show because I can play some defense. Dozier's man, I'm telling you, I really like P.J. Dozier, and and this is so similar to what we were talking about with Aaron Gordon early on, of like, he can be the perfect player, and I think P.J. Dozier is the same with this, like, not to bring this all the way back to Aaron Gordon, but if you just added P.J. Dozier and Aaron Gordon, fully optimized for what Denver means, which I think is also fully optimized for what makes them what make them hang around in the NBA for a long time, then those players are ideal. It's just that with P.J. Dozier, you sprinkle in a little too much of the other stuff, but nonetheless, tonight he uh, mostly was good. 25 minutes from him, he gets nine points, four rebounds, three assists, and was a game-high plus 18. A game-high plus 18 off the bench for P.J. Dozier. The other funny thing is, like, for everything we just – it's three of five from the field. Yeah. So there's a couple – there's a Barton but effect w- here. And there, there are some loud issues – but but there's been, I don't think there's, it's been that, about, there's been about five games now where PJ Dozier has been the absolute plus minus champ. Like he had that plus thirty one. Oh, game. that's right. But, like, there, there's something. I mean, he's yeah. he's doing it's something capturing out something. There. He is doing something out there to disrupt, to enable, to facilitate. To it's not just scoring, and um, you know probably it has a lot to do. With, he he comes out playing uh, defense, and yeah. um, he comes out with uh, just the same sort of energy. Not obviously to the same level of Faku, but um, he just brings a little something off the bench. I like that Compose. I like that Compose as well. Um, and it was cool to see him and Composite together. I, one thing that they both do, I mean, Composite, we laugh because when he's closing out 
on a corner or something like it. <laughs> like he he take we laughed at one point because he tags the roller and then cuts out to the corner and he probably took fourteen steps. Like Giannis, it's like it's like a half shuffle and he closes out from one of the two. Like Composo gets those arms going, you know, he's like he's playing so <laughs> and it's every I mean he gives a hundred percent at all times. But Dozier I think is more of the He's he's pretty technically sound, I think, yeah. on the defensive end, and that he really sees ahead. Of, he sees what's going on on the court. He rotates into position. He's so long. He's got that great reach. And you know, tonight at least, I thought the two of them. You put them the two of them together, and you can disrupt a lot. And you saw a lot of that disruption, especially in that fourth quarter when Indiana. I think I think they had seven points with like two minutes to go in the fourth. Yeah, uh, the PJ like composure is he doesn't have a lot of wasted movement. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. He's just sort of like, you know, he he has like a predatory, yeah, very much so nature about him. And so, I, I mean, I think a lot of that translates to his defensive prowess, but um, it helps him all over the court. But I think that's part of seeing. This is what I mean about defensively seeing ahead. Is there's not yeah. a lot of wasted moment movement when you know where you're supposed to be and true. everything. It's like I'm about yeah, to have to go from here to here. Right now, let go, and I'm there. So. I've just always found it funny how some guys can read the game, the court so well on one end of the court and then it's a bit adventure on the other i mean i know it's two different it's just interesting he how see, see the thing is is i think dozier sees the court really well offensively it's just that in his mind he's chris paul the conclusions <laughs> he draws from what he looks at is like yeah 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 it, it, it's i'm telling you it's a tough thing like if you think about pj and, and here's where this is one of the hidden truths about the nba pj dozier if you're a, if he was a top 10 pick I mean, some team would be force feeding him everything yep. right now, and yep. there'd be this or that. When you go undrafted, it's like you constantly feel like you have to prove yourself, and you go to the G League and average thirty points. You're like, look what I can do. And I just think, I don't know how you get this through. I don't know if it's the people that are in his ear, meaning his agent or you know family members or, or whoever it is that is advising him. Uh, I don't know if it's them that can like sort of shed the light on. I don't know if it's the coaching staff or whatever. But and maybe I'm wrong on this from a financial standpoint, but I really feel like if he just committed to being the elite. Right version of what Denver needs from him. That's going to be like every team needs that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking about it from the basketball standpoint, right. unfortunately, instead of the financial standpoint, which is of course what the NBA is all about. That's I just don't think PJ Dozier is going to have a shoe deal. That's what I'm getting at. Like <laughs> sometimes you have to be like, you know what? I'm not going to be that which, guy, but I can right. be which really makes, good. It's this makes other him guy. A Denver Nugget, right? Yeah, makes him a Denver Nugget. Um, we can go back to the starting lineup tonight. We talk about plus minus. We talked about PJ Dozier. Let's start with Jokic, Mister Plus. Mi- Wait a second. He's a minus nine. This is the most confusing stat of all. <laughs> of the stats <laughs> it's kind of is but kind of not so i put this out on twitter and like immediately felt bad for it Jokic tonight i thought had a bad game you, i you i almost i almost well what i mean is relative to him i i think I what, what i said mean. was <laughs> this might have been the third worst game he's had of mm. the season he's had two bad games 32. he's had two bad games he had the lakers the first lakers game the atlanta hawks game those are the only bad games this one might have been my third least favorite. He goes for 32 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, four steals, one block shot. Uh, you know, shooting <laughs> shooting wasn't great. And also in the fourth quarter, he just like Michael Jordan did. It was like, all right, fourth quarter. Miles Turner blocked my shot like six times tonight. You know, he kind of got the better or, you know, he made me work harder than usual. And then fourth quarter, he's like, all right, I'm going to try a little bit and just completely dominated. I did think, though, he was there defensively for four quarters. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Or three and a half. Four steals, you'll see it in the box score. But, um, yeah, I just thought you could tell he wanted to win the game on that end, which is, you know, not always the case for Jokic. So that was nice. And, yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing, too, man. It, on, on the rare, rare, rare occasion that he's not playing well through three quarters, how poorly does he have to be playing for you to feel 
for you to lack confidence about him in the club. It's impossible. It's impossible. It is absolutely impossible for me to not think like, all right, well, it's fourth quarter now, so Jokic will just doesn't matter what happened before this. And, you know, for all of our hand-wringing, 44% from the floor, 50% from three, 80 from the line, <laughs> uh, pretty good night statistically. The two of four from three is huge. Um, and, again, in the fourth quarter, knocking down – I don't remember if both were in the fourth quarter. They were both in the fourth quarter, I think. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't remember, but I know at least the the one with one second on the <laughs> shot clock was just a total like nail in the coffin. Uh, you know, there's a game of runs, and that was one of those <laughs> ones where it's like runs are over, guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Runs are over. Yeah, the final run. <laughs> the, the final run is here, and we won. So thank you for for playing hard. What did you make of his game though tonight, Eric? Jokic is just uh, it. I again like the the word that always comes to mind when you're describing Jokic's games is just workmanlike. Like mm. he just like he what did what like did what had to be done when it needed to be done. He was like didn't want to carry the scoring burden, but he was like, all right, fine, I'll shoot it. I'll give give it to me in the key. I'll do this weird little shot that I've now absolutely perfected. Um, and he just did, you know. When things were looking down, like Jokic stuck, like st- stepped up as he always does. Um, it's hard to say that he had a bad game, but it just was. It just was so. It was just so uneven, as was everybody's game. <laughs> I just think one thing that that happened sure. that we're having a hard time grasping because it it never happens. Miles Turner did a very very good job on him. Defensively Dude, he was tonight. he was blocking and, his shots, man. You know, sometimes Jokic verges on on losing sight of who the opponent is. Like, is it the team in front of me or is it the referees? And like, he's mm. playing for the instead of the flow of the game and all that. Tonight, I didn't think he did a ton of complaining. You know, like he get, the ball got knocked loose from his hands. He had his you know his shots blocked, and he was just kind of clapping at himself, hyping at himself. You know, like I think he knew that Turner in some ways was getting the better of him, and, and then of course. Classic yoke fashion. He turns it on when it matters. But I what, thought Turner what, Turner was great tonight. One thing that's kind of low-key funny is we just talked about his defense and the four steals, the one block shot. Like there, the numbers were there. By far the worst defensive rating on the team. Jokic one thirty-eight. Well, there you go. Nobody else even like remotely <laughs> close. One twenty-two. I think the closest. But um, <laughs> turns out I'm wrong. <laughs> sometimes guys hit shots or what have you. Um, you know. But it was it was a weird game from Jokic. But again, he's like. It's weird to say he's earned a weird he's earned these because it was still a really good game. Like he's still the best player on the court. But you just thought maybe he would dominate a little bit more individually. But um we have to go to King of the Game now. Um and we just talked about Jokic's thirty two points. Surely I'm it is so ready for Surely this. it is him. My, oh no, bring out the pitchforks. We did not give it to Jokic. Yo- ah! <laughs> we gave it to a guy with zero points. What's Tiny going game on game. here? Oh my oh, goodness. My we didn't even put stats on there because the stats are like uh, zero point. points. The best part, the best part about the tiny king. Look at his tiny little crown. Oh, if, yeah. you, if you take into consideration what that normally looks like on one of these Kale, photos, that's a that's the smallest crown that's ever been made. Kale, is that his head? Did you Photoshop his head? No. What is going on with his head there? Do you guys see that? Like the little haircut? Like there's like a hole. It's in a little the... weird. And then how about that dribble just coming all the way? <laughs> the up dribble to is so high. That's incredible. It's so bad. Remember, the... I think this was a pass. This was a pass. Okay. All right. Or, <laughs> or, I think this was the gather. For him, go, for him to go up and miss a shot, uh, he was uh, Composite was awesome. Tiny tonight. king of the game. I uh, love this. Decision. T- he was the tiny king of the game for sure. The tiny king. Of the game. All right, let's hit our first break, guys. When we come back, we do have to talk about. You know, I think one of the emerging storylines with this team is just where you know guys are hurt right now. But Paul Millsap starts at power forward. Michael Porter starts at small forward. It's been a little bit clunky. I want to talk about the clunkiness of that and where Denver goes from here, or if we need to be concerned about where they go from here. We'll got, do that on the other side. I've got some reads queued up, but uh, Super Producer Kale, why don't we hit that Zoom Care read first? So what exactly is video care? 
Well, video care is like a trip to Zoom care, just from your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor, just like a traditional in-office visit. Get secure access to urgent, primary, and specialist care, including mental health. It's all from the comfort of your own home. Video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with a copay. Head to zoomcare.com video to get started. Let's talk Celsius. Breckenridge Brewery Ooh. is finally introducing their seltzer line. Many, we tried it already. Many people are calling them boozies. Many people are calling no them boozies. No one on earth is calling them I think them it's boozies. just Adam. Some people in the Discord were saying that they'll never call it a boozie. And well, you know who I counts. respect? Certainly not Adam. It's those people <laughs> it's in the Discord. People. Well, you guys, somebody's going to end up saying it. They're, it's going to feel good. And they're going to no, hate themselves because you guys, I'm telling you. If you're I'm confused, you so good we're talking about Breck Brew's hard boozy, seltzer. baby. <laughs> they come in a beautiful Jokic 15 pack. They got apple, pear, cherry, That's my favorite. peach, apple berry, pear. and honey dew. Head to the Breck Beer Locator. See where the closest 15 <laughs> pack of Breck seltzers is to you. Pick one up. We all had one uh, over the this last month. We all think they're great. And uh, we're not lying about that either. How about that? Uh, the farmhouse is open. It's socially distanced, beautifully set up for dining outside. If you're uh, more comfortable at home, you can still order curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. Uh, order delicious food and booze from the farmhouse. If you're able, call 303-803-1380. That's 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. for pickup. Use code DNVR to save $5. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Little transition over. You ready? Wow, look at you. The Colorado Hawks is a nonprofit organization helping athletes from all over Colorado achieve their dreams of playing sports at the next level and earning college scholarships. The Hawks produce high-level athletes in boys and girls basketball and soccer. Doing a read, Eric. And most importantly, this is an affordable program that has never turned an athlete away due to costs. The Colorado Hawks program prides itself on keeping kids off the streets and helping underprivileged youth earn opportunities they might not get otherwise. Make me look big. One way you can support them, guys, head to jokicforMVP.com. They've got a great high-quality shirt that says, uh, Eric, you want to guess what it says? It says Jokic for MVP. It's a fantastic shirt. We all have them. We love them. I love this. I love this this little deal we've got going. Like, this, it's great, man. And the stock is great, high. The yeah. stocks are high. Push the propaganda. We need you. The Hawks need you. Head to JokicForMVP.com and grab that shirt. Grab it indeed. All right. Back here, guys. Segment two here, the DNVR Nuggets podcast. A little bit later in the show, Harrison Wind, live from Ball Arena. Oh. Going to be checking in, letting us know what's happening down there, what Michael Malone had to say. Who do you think talks today? Jokic? Will Barton, maybe? Uh, we can see him talking. Oh, there he TV, is, right there. So Will Barton I'm, I'm is talking. Guess he yeah. says it. <laughs> uh, right there it is. So it's probably him. Maybe Compazzo. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a Compazzo. Uh, It'd be great to get a little a little Faku news. <laughs> I could use a little Faku. Um, let's talk about Will Barton tonight. I mean, we mentioned him a little bit, but if we, you know, health has been an issue for him, as you might say, Eric, legs have been an issue for him. Legs have been an issue. Coming out of the All Star break, though, you're starting to see a little bit more pep in his step. Now, tonight was a little bit of a weird night from Will Barton. Six of 16, not very efficient, although five of seven from three more than makes up for you know, that, that efficiency. And he gives you 20 points on 16 shots, so not the worst. He also was a team high plus 18. But I don't want to ask just, just about this game. I want to ask more. And look, the trade deadline's like eight days, nine days away. Where He's first name that comes to mind for everybody. But just... It seems like he is starting to play the best basketball of his season, at least from a physical standpoint. No question. There's absolutely no question. And it's funny because he actually puts his, puts you into a place where you have a reliable, which is funny to say with Will Barton, the way that this season has right. gone. Like He's been a very reliable fourth scorer. Mm. Um, sometimes, I mean, and it, it, it it's not 
a coincidence. I mean, well, maybe it is, but the way that he's been scoring it, he always comes out hot. Like Harrison was like telling us to take Will Barton to be the first bucket getter of the game. And he does, he did it again tonight. Yeah. He's just, there's something about like he, he comes out ready to go out of the gate and he's been delivering. And then these Barton games, he comes out so hot and then he just falls back and he gets hot again, falls back. (laughs) Um, But you see shades of old Will and you understand like people that are maybe new to watching the Nuggets that just sort of like hate Will Barton because he hasn't been the Will Barton that we've all known and loved for so many years. Um, You sort of see shades of what it is that made us fall in love with Will Barton and like why he has the name, the people's champ. Like I'll always go back to this. Like nobody who sucks at basketball has a cool nickname. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Greg Whittington doesn't have a cool nickname. Like, I bet that's not true. I well, bet you there's, there's a handful of players. Hardenstein have. doesn't have a cool nickname. Like fact, but it's hard rock comments, but, but we get, we gave him, but like he, he's not like and commonly it's also not known, that cool. not commonly that's known true. as the people's champ, the people's right? champ. Well, first of all, he named himself, the but, it was, champ. It, yeah, but that it went great. from multiple places. Like we, all adopted and agreed. Yeah, that's true. He so, is the people. It's funny because he's not the people's champ here for whatever reason. It's very sad. Six for 16 from the field, but five of seven from deep tonight. Continuing, I'd call it a trend, but at this point, it's really been the vast majority of his season where he's a very reliable catch and shoot option. Um, he had five <laughs> assists tonight, too, and six rebounds. So, I mean, like, <laughs> to get a guy who's like your fourth option, who's a catch and shoot threat, can put the ball on the floor, isn't afraid to tap the glass. Like, these are all good things, man. I mean, there's you can point to a lot of ways in which Barton in the starting lineup works. It's not a coincidence they're winning games with him playing better. Um, it's just such a tricky thing because the things that he's not good at, his deficiencies at his position, are glaring on this team right now based off the way the roster is constructed. Yeah. So there's going to be trade talk because he's not the defender they need on the wing. Um, but lately, for, for about a month now, offensively, he's been who they need him to be. Yeah. Um, the other player tonight, Jamal Murray, 16 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. He goes eight 6 assists. of 13, 8 assists. Uh, 3 of 5 from the 3-point line, including an incredible 180. Catches the ball. like That's Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is a weird one because sometimes you get the wide-open 3 and you're like, I don't know. On that shot where he catches it backwards and just turns spins right into a 3-pointer, we both were like, oh, yeah, that's in. <laughs> Yo, when he gets the inertia going and he gets yeah. like spins and he comes off screens and he has yeah. action going into it, it's like cash every time you know it. But yeah, if he's by himself on an island, has time to think about it, it's like a 50-50 proposition, which I guess would put him at a 50% free three-point shooter, which is good. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> he had some really, really good-looking shots tonight, and I, I thought he actually had a really good game. Um and more to the point, yeah. it was a bounce back game. Yep. I mean, it was two games in a row where he looked frustrated. We had, of course, Harrison Wynn's courtside report tonight from the pregame where he was saying that he looked relaxed. I thought Murray <laughs> looked relaxed out on the court today, too. And I mean that. Like, there had been a stress over him. I mean, remember Byron! Him? Guys, Byron. Are these, are these scheduled tips? They we, might we, be. We have, a couple, we have a couple other super chats we should probably uh, acknowledge at some point. But gosh, gosh dang it, Byron. We just the homie. The homie Byron's throwing us some 50 bucks Jokic here. Jokic season he's having here. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> Jokic Byron for MVP. But uh, staying on track here, guys, with Murray, it, to me, like this, 16 points was only because that's what was needed from him tonight. I thought he could have given even more. But more to the point, you know, I don't know if we can call a two game. I guess it is a slump, two game slump he was in. Yeah, I feel like the slump is over. 
Um, and I feel like he's back to playing how we expect. Three things I love seeing. I mean, he got to the rim a couple times tonight. You love to see that. There's yep. like, there's this way that he gets to the rim when yep. he's playing well that it's identifiable, right? He looks yep. different physically. You're like, that was fast. That was explosive. Uh, we saw a little bit of that tonight. Three of five from deep. You love to see that again. And then before the game, Malone talked about challenging him to make an impact even when the shot's not falling, even when he's not scoring. Six rebounds, including three on the offense end and, and eight assists. That's a complete game uh, from a guy who I think for the most part looked at the game and had an understanding of what was required of him. Yeah. Can I address a comment here that Kale just brought up from Miroslav Djokovic here? Uh, a super chat saying, you guys, forgetting that Faku was a player before the NBA, a lot of people might say a great player. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, first of all, like, no, here's, the, here's the thing, and I no, know people that, that watch a lot of European basketball. I know he's from South America. I'm saying we play in the European yeah, leagues, in, right? In the European leagues. A lot of people, you know, they take offense to this. The NBA is a different league than every other league. I think it's a much better, like the, the athleticism, the talent, and everything else. And that's not to say that there's not a lot at those other leagues. But then also, I think as maybe some first-time NBA viewers are watching, maybe people that haven't always tuned into the NBA are, are learning that this 82-game season, I know it's only 72 this year, it's just different, man. It's a different beast. There's different rhythms and different ebbs and flows. So I don't think anybody, especially on this panel, is underestimating the talent Faku has. It's just that the talent of the NBA is so absurdly high. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not we – we don't question the man's heart, but you just don't know what's going to translate. And – I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Faku quite small, um, and sometimes heart can only take you so far. Although, with Faku, it looks like it's taking him all the way. Like he he does he definitely has what it takes. Um, although I, I will say, like it's not an everyday night proposition for him. Sure, like, but bench players, how many bench players are an everyday? That's sure. the thing about it is like you just need contributions from a few guys. You expect Jokic to be great every night, and he pretty much is. He, as much as anybody is. in the as much as anybody in the NBA, Jokic brings it every single night at a MVP caliber. I would call him the the MVP. I'd call he he might be the most like consistently great he player. He is the most. You know, Iowa player. Jamal Murray has been a little bit up and down, but he brings it pretty much most of the time, right? At least to a certain level. And then there's nights where he's superstar level. Um, you know, then you just need to get contributions from a few other guys. Tonight that was Faku, and I mean, at 100 won the game for him. So uh, I think that's how you look at it. But we got to move on to this other. One topic more here. super chat to catch up on real quick. This one's fast. Okay. We use Barton's hot streak to uh, acquire Aaron Gordon. We talked about that in the pregame show, Kenneth. So go watch that. Uh, uh, oh, okay, yeah, using it. I mean, look, I don't. <laughs> I always think this is funny when people are like, oh, he had a good game, trade him now, like as if people will be like, well, I didn't like him. Now I'll take But he ball. had one good game, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to throw out the eight years, nine years Barton has in the NBA to analyze this one game. Uh, but, I, oh, go ahead. But there was, is something to momentum. I was going to say, like, this is, but this is not one game. This is, uh, this is just another point on the the. the Graph that's well going upwards, yeah. right? Like some some low lights in there, but yeah, but like the g general trajectory is going up Agreed. for Barton. Agreed. Um, his, I mean, I, I think his value is absolutely going up, and um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just want to take thirty seconds, guys, to talk about Jamichael Green because we've okay. forgotten what it's like to have a healthy, good so Jamichael Green. Eighteen minutes tonight, six of ten from the field, four six from deep, and I thought some very very good defense <laughs> on Turner. Oh yeah, he had a um, couple blocks. Frustrated him. Like you know, not everyone to start, but. Just like rotation guys, Michael Green's a quality, quality player. Getting him back, uh, I think it's a big deal. 
Four of six from three is pretty crazy, man, from your stretch four, for, your yeah. stretch power forward, backup power forward. And by the way, that bench tonight, really just a four-man bench. They did go with Hartenstein in that first half for four minutes. And he was a positive. I mean, Barton, Hartenstein's a funny one because, you know, he does wind up in the positive as much as anybody. But, my God, does it look awkward. I mean, he had the alley-oop that hit his feet. You know, it, it was <laughs> awkward. I, he had, like, a layup that I think hit the underside of the backboard. Like, he just has weird plays. I got to say, like, my least favorite player in all of sports is the player that sucked to watch, but then get you get explained to later was actually good. Like, oh. But that was terrible. I didn't enjoy any of it. Like, I don't want, I don't care if, like, later on, I, I, it was revealed to me that it was good. Like, That's look. why I love Eric is because he, he like, everybody... V- has different parts of their brain working to analyze sports, <laughs> and his like the id is like. He's like, I just yeah, don't dude, like watching him, dude. I'm telling you, like, I don't understand how pe- most people watch sports. <laughs> to me, it is like supposed to be dumb. It's supposed to be fun. It is supposed to be a place that you put weird emotions, and you're not supposed to think about it as a science experiment or as a True. math problem. Um, well, but speaking can, of science you can, experiments, you can be smart about it, which I appreciate. But I, I don't understand like when people only live there. Anyway, go ahead. So to you, Adam. the two players we haven't really talked about, and I saved them specifically for right now, is Michael Porter. Jr. and Paul Millsap. And Michael Porter tonight goes for 20 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist. He goes 9 of 15 shooting, which is pretty good. Uh, 0 of 4 from the 3-point line, which I'm surprised by. Paul Millsap, on the other hand, gets 6.7 rebounds, 2 assists uh, in his 25 minutes. The Nuggets really had established what I think is a nice rhythm playing small. And I'm not saying that they have to play small or that they only have to do this. The way the roster is constructed, I really do think that Michael Porter is going to have to play a lot of small forward, and he's going to have to play some minutes alongside of Paul Millsap. But I think it's pretty clear that Jamal Murray, that uh, Michael Porter Jr., and really the Nuggets' offense as a whole plays better when they have Porter spacing the floor. And I'm actually working a little teaser here, working on a video tomorrow. We just hired a new video Ooh. guy. Shouts to Aaron. Very excited. Going to be filming a brand new video. We're going to put it up on YouTube. You guys are going to like it. Talking about the integration of Michael Porter into the Jokic Murray. Uh. I've gone through the film for the last couple days. We're going to talk about every single play the Nuggets run on their playbook that involves those three guys. So be looking for that. Maybe it's ready tomorrow. Maybe it's ready Wednesday. But it's going. To, I'm very excited to share it with you guys. Um, but like you introduced the idea of Aaron and you've already given him a hot deadline. Everyone's breathing down his throat. Where's this video, Aaron? Taking a while is all I'm saying. It's, uh, it's really no, not, it's not a great start. Might be Aaron. tomorrow, might be, who knows? Yeah, so you who tell knows? us, Aaron. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the reasons, not to give too much away, but one of the reasons that Michael Porter really works for this Nuggets offense at the four is that fours have to guard him and that he is most deadly from that left wing. And what happens when you draw it up, and, and going back to the previous, not this game against Indiana, but the previous one, is that you draw uh, his defender, which most of the time was Sabonis, up to the top of the wing, and you can't leave him. Who's your rim protector? Uh, Miles Turner's out guarding Jokic, so he's like on ball. But behind him, it's Holiday. Sure. You know, it's Brogdon, it's whoever. And you do that over and over and over again, and Jamal Murray starts getting to the rim. Uh, Jokic starts getting to the rim. Everybody, the cuts are wide open. Monte Morris is back cutting and getting easy layups. And playing Paul Millsap there, for whatever reason, seems to take a lot of, actually, I know for, for a lot of reasons, but seems to take a lot of that punch and that the, the teeth off of Denver offensively. I don't So, wanna... important update from Harrison uh, postgame. Malone did clarify that when healthy, Monte is starting at point guard and MPJ is starting at the four moving oh. forward. Are you mic'd up or can or people just okay. that was mic'd up? Okay, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't want to have to reiterate all of that. <laughs> no. 
Um, good work, Kale. That is a good detail. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm sure when Harrison joins, that's we're going to talk detail, about yeah. that because I think it was a mystery. But I think it's clear to anybody that's watching that it, you know it's not that I don't want to say it's a problem. Paul Millsap's given the Nuggets a lot of great years, and I think he has a role on this team even now. We saw that, but I do wonder even. I, I, as much as I love once Monte's back or Gary's back that you go back to that, but part of me thinks like, why not do it now? I feel like you can play, you you can well, still bring in other players. So right now, roster as is, like, what does that look like? Do you slide Faku up? Is it PJ? Get I think up? either one of those guys yeah. you you could make a case for and check it out. The numbers with Composo, by the way, with the big three are like absurd. I think they have like a 150 offensive rating in their in their minutes together. So like that has worked so far. But I just think that it's stylistically, it's your identity. I mean, the Nuggets have an identity that they are working towards. And when you when you put Paul Millsap in there, it just changes the identity in a way. And again, I don't think this game uh, like came down. There were so many other things that sure. happened. But I do th- just wonder, we are almost two-thirds into the city. We're over the halfway point. What, do we, what is Denver building towards? I think you do. This is the point where identity becomes even more important. And building towards that identity becomes... I, I gotta, well, I, I think that what they're building towards is the identity of a playoff team that needs guys that have been there before that can calm the waters when things get uh, a little crazy. I mean, don't forget Paul Millsap is just coming. He's coming off of injury. And sure. he's, coming, he's like, it takes a little bit of time to get back into the rhythm. Like he didn't look great tonight, but he looked. Uh, look at, I don't even think I'm not even saying Paul Millsap was bad or anything tonight. What I'm saying is that it's a different team. Paul Millsap at the four, Jokic at the five. I, and, I understand. It's a different team. I understand. It's just that, like, I think that what you're proposing is is a, it's like a brave new world kind of team where it's like we we sort of uh, go away from the things that we know can be reliable for things that have a much higher upside. But, but what, are, are when totally do we unproven. get there though? This is my point. Is so one again. I don't want to give too much of the stuff that I'm going giving away here, but. If you just look at the minutes that Murray and Jokic played together in their first season, their second season, yeah. their third, and you look at the progression, and then you look at that same thing, and you you plug Michael Porter and Jokic in, and you go like, man, really behind schedule here. Like it's time. Just at some point, I think you do say, hey, this is who we are, and we just have to get there. And you've got forty more games left in the season, or thirty more games left in the season. Spend the next 10, 15 get, figuring that out, especially when you have teams that you should be beating. And so, like, Porter and Millsap can work next to each other, just not not starting three and starting four. And, you know, exactly. Maybe, maybe You're going to have at, staggered lineups. And so, remember, to, you know, just pushing back a little, Eric, like, Millsap's first game back, he was with the bench, looked pretty good. Uh, and I thought tonight at times at the five, I think late in the in the fourth quarter, he, he looked good as well. Um, so, I don't know. There's... Millsap still works on this team, but I'm with you. The, the Porter 3, yeah. Millsap 4 pairing at this point, wh- what do we learn from running that out there again? And I like you pushing back. This is by no means me trying to like – I I, I, I want the other perspective on this, but I do feel pretty adamantly – you know. Uh, well, I don't personally have a video that Aaron's making to, <laughs> to support my point of view. I just like – <laughs> I just like what uh, – I just like reliable players, I, and I know that um, what we see working in the regular season seldomly has anything to do with what works in the postseason. Um, and so I just like having, uh, like, I would prefer to build up that confidence and that that um, momentum with that core because we've seen it work before. But you know, I, I mean, obviously things change, and I, I absolutely get the point. Um, I just, I don't know, I, I I still have trust in Dad. That's all. Yeah, I I really think Michael Porter. It's funny. The more you watch him, the more I really do just think he's a power forward, and yeah. he's gonna have to have. He's so good. Not man. even just this year, but he's gonna have to have small forward skills and the ability to play there. But the more you could play him at the four, the more it's just like 
I, I mean, in, in some ways, he is a per- offensively. I'm speaking here just strictly offensively. He's such a perfect uh, stretch four to play alongside Jokic and Murray because it really you can't leave him open. His gravity is so strong. He's so good at hitting that shot and. Uh, the, the more they integrate him, the, the better he's going to be. Man, I also kind of like him defending at the four too. Yeah, I mean, his is. There are times where his help <laughs> his help defense is pretty good, and his yeah, rim monster blocks, pretty good, man. man. And and like he can do some of those things physically, athletically that actually no one else on this team can do it's at true. this point. Oh, um, and BJ's the best. Whereas like three, it's a little bit like watching a giraffe on on skates, you know. <laughs> it's so true. I did really like though the Millsap at center lineup tonight with, yeah. with 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 Michael Porter there, and you know maybe this is some of the stuff you start to experiment with. Backup centers, you know, are just they're they're. That's the the role that's going extinct is the backup center. I mean, there's so many teams now that people not, talk about the center no. going extinct. There's a lot of good centers now. There's not a lot of good backup centers. And if you can put I was out- told that you could get any tall player to play backup center and it would just be fine. And that's what we did, and it does not look fine to me. But I'm about, well, but I'm saying Paul Millsap. I like I him agree. there. Like yeah, he can guard most of these dudes and um, and then you put Michael Porter at backup power forward because now you're staggering him with those lineups. Right, and it's right. like, good luck, people. Like, you're going to have to have people doing some things defensively that they're just not capable of doing. So I'm curious to see. I, I like that quote. I can't wait to hear from Michael Malone that they are intending to play him that way. I do think there's a numbers game between, okay, if Millsap doesn't start and Jermichael Green doesn't start, well, how many minutes do they play and where? I do think you start to get kind of low on their minutes. Yeah. but. You know that's a that's a problem maybe to be solved at the deadline or this this off season. But the clock is ticking. I just want to see Michael Porter get as many reps as possible. I, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, it just feels like you're moving towards Millsap coming off the bench anyway. You know, right? So. Right. Um, nonetheless, you know, Denver does get now two out of three wins. I think we look at that last loss, you know, against Dallas, Oof, and you can, can just, we not? No, I'm just saying you can chalk it up and say like, I, I on the last show I, I said I don't like the Malone admitting these things and bring him in, and I stand by it. But at the same time, the more you think about it, the more Dude, you're like, it was completely yeah, those, <laughs> had no chance in that game. This is exactly what just happened to Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> no chance. I know. In certain, yes, again. What a Back crappy day Indiana's had. The worst. You know when you're at the airport or like your flight and you don't know when you're going to get in and then you get in and then you just lose. <laughs> Man, I know Nuggets fans don't want to hear it, but the Pacers got hosed tonight. There's they kind of some terrible hosed. calls. All right, let's talk about Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years. They've made them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have reached out to us. They've let us know how great their experience was and they've thanked us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. Uh, if you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro. And they're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like you, just like all of us here at DNVR. But wait, there's more. Schedule a cleaning. Uh, schedule an exam and you get a cleaning x-ray uh, and, and free Sonicare toothbrush today. So that's a great deal. Check out our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group. They will take care of you. Uh, also talked about Strava Craft Coffee. You guys know I love to, to push this on you. Um, and there's a new <laughs> angle. Uh, and it's a great angle. You can save even more money. What? The code is now DNVR25 to receive 25% off either your one-time shipment or if you're smart, that subscription service. You can choose what dosage, what flavor when it comes to you every two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. And uh, now it's 25% off every single order. So go ahead and check out our friends at Strava Craft Coffee. CBD infused coffee. It'll leave you, Eric. Honking like a goose. Honk, honk, honk. Let's go. Is this the number one phrase people say to yep, us? Yep, 100%. Is honking like we, a goose. We, have we been, get a lot of... We have been approached without somebody saying hello, but saying, came up and just said, hey, honking like a goose. And you know what? We became immediate friends. <laughs> Brennan, lots of love for your ad reads tonight. 
Oh, thanks, guys. Quick and efficient. That's why. He didn't even throw it to break the last time. He just sensed the break was coming. Well, yeah, yeah he, I just he's been it. going quick, efficient, and he's been shushing us without saying shush. That's right. You can feel it. I can like, feel don't it. interrupt me today. Don't do it. <laughs> Sabonis was really frustrated at the end of this game. He actually pulled himself out tonight. Um, he also got clocked in the face. Like, it was a bad Sabonis night. Man. It was a tough that one. That seal foul he got called for, I think it was Millsap. Um, when Turner bl- blocked Jokic and then dunks it. That was a terrible call. For some, this is how the brain is weird, or mine is. When you said seal foul, I pictured a seal. <laughs> yeah, you and I was that, like, what is a remember seal? remember that seal foul? We slapped him with his flipper. Like, Eric was picking, picturing the musical artist. So we <laughs> yeah, I was. I was, I had, it was on the, the... Can I tell you, my, my kids, four and six... Love Seal. Really? Big Seal. That's like, seal, a, yes. that's like a good song for kids. You seal know? test big the four to six. They're like, they're all into it. Yeah. Uh, oh my Jot God. that one down. <laughs> kids are the best. Sabonis, though, man, like he's one of my guys I really root for. It's funny. We were joking. He, I, I like Sabonis. This is going to feel like slander, but he does feel like. <laughs> it's just he sucks. Well, no, he does feel like he's not quite Jokic light. He's almost like between Plumlee and Jokic, and we were joking about that tonight. Um, oh, he's good, but he didn't look that great tonight. And. It's Another? his touch. It's like it's like he's Jokic without the like magical touch. Jokic somehow's floaters are perfect. It's, you know, it's just yeah. The, take that away. It's the other tough. thing is that uh, the another mark against Sabonis is that he has my haircut from the year nineteen ninety four. I, I he's dig got, it. He's got the full butt cut. I dig uh, it. I don't dig that. That's uh, that, that drops you into bad bad hair, as D line says. You're an interesting one here, Eric, because. This is like it's a European haircut, you know, like or not not, not that one. I'm just saying, not, Eric Weedham, 1994. But Eric, <laughs> you were you a man of the world. Eric, I've world. seen many pictures of you with that haircut. I know, I was in 1994. What I'm saying is, I'm very pro different types of haircuts. Okay, I say that as a person who has like no. I was going to say like you a, have you not for me personally. My the entire time I've known you. I'm just saying you seem to really dislike when people deviate from the same no, 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 three no. haircuts. No, oh no, sir. Oh no! I'll I'll not have you put this on me. I don't like rat tails. That's really what it comes down to. I don't like rat tails, and I don't like a butt cut. You know, people ask me what I do for a living. What I don't you, know how to answer what that. Do you do I for, sit next to a what man do you do for who a talks living? about hair. One of my best friends growing up had a rat tail, and his nickname, Tails. Yeah, that <laughs> if, you have, if you have a rat tail growing up, you're, you're going to be called Tails. And it was like the coolest nickname of third grade and like significantly <laughs> less cool in 12th grade. <laughs> but uh, uh, I digest. We should be having Harrison here any second. Um, I digest. <laughs> I digress. I digest. We could pop around the league, though, a little bit here, guys, uh, just to kind of kill time. Because I look at the Portland Trailblazers, who are on the Nuggets schedule here in about two weeks. You know who's going to be back for that game? Almost certainly. Oh, Nurk. Yusef Nurkic. Tonight, CJ McCollum. Uh, was it tonight or tomorrow? He's gonna. Be, I think it's tomorrow. Uh, he's good to go, so he's back. I look at. They're the number one most confusing team because you look at them. They have the exact same record. Actually, they have one fewer win than the Denver Nuggets in that sixth seed. And they've been playing out without their second and third best player. I'm curious, just Eric, do, when you look at Portland, do they concern you at all? Do you uh, buy them? Uh, I only buy them because they're just always there. They're like the Faku of our division. Like they just. They're just like Faku's th- always there. Yeah, like just. In, like they, oh, they, I see. they never oh, fall away. Yeah, yeah. They're always like he is they're a good, pest, they're man. Bad. There's no better way to describe him that he's annoying. Portland's a pest defensively. You all like I wanted to, to declare them dead so many times, but they just like won't go away. So, um, you know, and ever since we had our uh, playoff series against them, which was like unbelievably intense, yeah. um, I just can't ever you know count them out. But I'd like to count them out. I just can't. Yeah, I think they're good. 
I mean, I think they're going to be in that five, you know, like six, five, four kind of slot all well, season. Well, it's funny you say that, vote because this is my point. You know, Utah only ten losses. It would take a catastrophe. Like they'd really have to collapse. Uh, Phoenix is right up there with them, only twelve losses. Lakers, Clippers, I just don't see them falling below five. Right. So when right. you say that, I actually look at it and say Denver is the team that is. I think better than Portland, but that's the only team I could see them really leaping unless a Clippers-Lakers injury, something like that. So you're really looking at Denver either being, you know, Denver can climb up to that four. I just think Denver's better. Sure. Three, four range. Sure. But Trailblazers, it's just like, can they steal the five spot from Denver? Five, four, three or whatever. I don't I don't know. I think they can. I think that'd be a crazy, you know, opening round. Um and it'd be wild if there's a world where they go with Portland and then Utah in the second would you, round. Would you guys like oh this? If Debbie, I was going to say, what, what about Denver? If Denver had the Clippers in the first round and the Jazz in the second, a little inverse of last year, <laughs> would that be fun or <sighs> I'm not? Like, I like, I don't, I, I'm like, already can't deal with these playoffs. It's like already they're so dead. They're just so tough. imagining this playoffs. Well, like you just remember days. how like the, like just your head in your hands, like, wow, they literally cannot stop the Utah Jazz. Like, you know, <laughs> just remember how close it was to being. That being said, Dallas, San Antonio, Portland to me is significantly worse than Clippers, Lakers, Suns. And that looks like where Denver has to get. So for me, them getting to the four seed feels like a real target they should have. Sure. Because hey that guys. elevates them. Sure. Do you feel a breeze? Whoa, a little breeze. I'm Stiff breeze this, here. Uh, bomber jacket. <laughs> I got my hoodie. I might have to put my hood up here. <laughs> I'm so breezy. Whoa. Harrison. Harrison is in a Oh, wait, we uh, can't hear him yet. Hold oh. on. Kayla's doing things in order here. Hey, Harrison. Nope. Harrison, are you there? No. Oh, there you are. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. Hey. What do you think of my mask? Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it looks very, it looks like you're about to do surgery. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know if um, vote. Were you at the game the other night? And did they have N95 masks for you? Because now apparently you have to wear N95 masks at uh, Ball Arena. Yeah, that did happen to me. First off, how are you in a J.J. Abrams movie right now? <laughs> the lighting is is intense for you. That, that arena behind you. Ah, look at that. Uh, all right, Harrison. Well, we have to take you. Um, the first thing we have to ask. You, your note today has been very uh, discussed on this show that Jamal Murray pregame looked very relaxed. What, what, what was it that led you to, to share that detail? Yeah, I mean, I've watched Jamal Murray warm up for a lot of games over the last four or five years. I don't know if I've ever seen him more loose than he was pregame tonight. Um, I'm trying to remember everything he did. He came out for his warm-up. He warms up at the same time as Michael Porter Jr. He comes out onto the court. To me, it seemed like he was ripping Michael Porter Jr. for that uh, pull-up three-pointer that he does sometimes on fast breaks <laughs> and how obvious it is that he's shooting those. He was, reenact he was reenacting that Porter transition three that he does all the time. And they were, they were joking about it. They were laughing. There was no music during pregame warmups, which is not how it usually is. And Murray, who oddly enough walked out onto the court and just like these candy red beats uh, by Dre headphones, yells up to the Nuggets in arena DJ and is complaining about why there's not any music. What? <laughs> it seemed like he was imitating. It looked like James Harden, like during his warmup, just like joking with Porter. He just seemed like he was in a really good mood. 
And I can get to it now, but he was super transparent post-game in terms of him not touching a basketball during the All-Star break, how that showed in his first two games back. He said, quote, I took five days off and it showed how he got back into a routine today specifically, and he thinks he's back in a rhythm now. So this is a little strange to me. I mean, look, I, I, look, I don't know. I'm honestly, this is one of those things that we can roll our eyes at in large part because he played poorly. But I don't know, like, why did he explain why he took that time off? Like physically, he just felt like he needed mentally. He felt like he needed it. What was it? It's mostly mental, mm. I believe. And um, I'm going to have to go back and transcribe and see what exactly what he had to say. Mm. But um, I just feel like in general and for him, it, it's just this regular season has been such a whirlwind, man. The, the the situation that like these guys are in with, with what's like being demanded of their in their daily lives in terms of testing and oh, not yeah. really being able to go anywhere. Um, they're up against it, man. There's a lot being asked of them. And from the playoffs to the short off season, which we know he really felt like he needed a mental break during that off season as well um, to just a chaotic first half of the season. I just think he needed a mental break and that's what he did over the break. It seems. I do think, and, and hopefully the vaccine is arriving into the NBA soon and, and maybe by playoffs, this like three tests a day can go away. But I do think that is one part of this whole season that even I Dude. just stopped thinking about. And then you're like, Oh yeah, that would be really annoying to have to drive down to the arena and do a test and then drive back home. Then three hours later, drive back down, do another test. And I'm sure it is mentally just are exhausting. They, are they getting swabbed up their noses? Is that how they're being tested? Yeah, they're still doing PCR. Um, yeah, I believe that, that's the regular PCR test that they take once a day. That is the single worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> I think I've had like five of them, and only one of them was really bad. The one I had that was really bad was really bad. And uh, Yeah, it was pretty bad, the one I like, had. I feel like bad. it ruined like three days that followed. Like, <laughs> there's, like, I don't understand, though. How is Jamal able to lose the ability to play basketball after five days? <laughs> so actually, well, I, have I, to, I have to give a shout I, out to my I, colleague, Matt Moore, because I think there's different personality types. And like Jokic is obviously a little bit more of the creative, whatever. Shooters? I always remember Ray Allen. Like, I think his dad was in the military. He was a guy that you could just picture waking up six o'clock, making his bed, you know, like brush teeth, routine. everything's just so regimented. And I think a lot of shooters are that way. It's a mechanical thing, a skill. And so rhythm and routine are so important. And I, I think mean, with I, Jamal, it's maybe it. more important than a player like a Jokic. I mean, I get it, but we're talking about five days. <laughs> crazy i did look man in the locker like rhythm is one of the buzzwords that yeah. you hear most often any locker room any group of players someone's gonna mention rhythm yeah yeah uh what else harrison so maybe the most interesting thing to come out of the postgame press conference came from michael malone who just provided uh, i think a rare instance of clarity on what he's thinking with his starting lineup and he pretty much said that if Monte Morris was healthy, Monte would still be starting, and Michael Porter Jr. would be starting at the four. Hmm. Yeah, it is was interesting. A, a moment of clarity in terms of Nuggets starting five that I feel like we never get from Michael Malone. Yeah. 
He never just comes. You know, out we're and says always it. guessing. Yeah, we're always <laughs> so guessing true. what he's going to do. But yes, if the Nuggets, well, I'm not going to say if they were fully healthy because I don't know what that would mean for Gary Harris. But if Monte Morris was healthy, he'd still be in the starting lineup. They would have been continuing to roll with that starting five that finished the first half of the year. It is funny, though, to think that he mentioned Monte and not Gary because we don't really have an update on Gary. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe you can clarify this win, but I don't. I, I, if you would have told me he's back in this next game or in a month, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you which is more likely. But it sounds like by him saying Monte, it sounds like a month maybe is more likely. Yeah, uh, I don't have an update. I, I don't expect him back soon. No. Like, I don't think he's, he's ramping up or anything. Right. Um, but th- that was super interesting from Malone, I thought. But he also did follow with that another reason why they decided to throw Paul out there was because of Indiana's front court. Right. And right. the fact that in that matchup two weeks ago against the Pacers, Sabonis, Turner, they got a ton of offensive rebounds, a ton of second chance points. So he thought, hey, let's throw Paul out there. And then he backed that up and said, look, like, yes, Porter at the four is our default look right now, but we're going to have to learn how to play with two bigs. Yep. We're going to have to learn how to play with Porter Millsap Jokic. We're going to have to learn how to play with two bigs on the court at the same time because there are going to be instances against teams in the West, against teams in the East, where we'll need to play with two bigs. So I think, I think it's, it's kind great. of a process. It, it's, he's kind of saying, yeah, we got to go through the process here. I think I think that's great, and it is a real a really important point. I think that as much as we want to see more Porter at the four, because it's more fun and it does feel way more explosive and more. Because it makes basketball fun to watch. It makes basketball enjoyable to watch. But it is true that just with the way the roster is constructed, they can't play it that way all the time. So they are going to have to rely on it on these two big lineups and 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 what have you. I love that point. That's encouraging. I think him coming up and, and saying that. it's also nice from a reporter standpoint to throw that bone out there <laughs> very rare for for malone yeah i thought it was great what else oh let's see what else we got here uh oh will barton man will barton went on this minute long soliloquy about jermichael green what oh. how, jermichael green, how jermichael green is his guy how jermichael green just plays for the team, how he makes all the right plays, how he looks to set him up because he wants to reward that. He does all the little things. He plays with so much energy. He always plays for the team, Barton said. It was a classic Will uh, sermon. Hmm. I do like that. Jermichael Green, these are the things that we don't see behind the scenes, but that stuff does matter. They're just the glue guys. Of course it matters. There's been two players that have come out and said, basically bestowed the highest honor possible on Jermichael Green. The two realists. One was Jokic, who wants to play with him for the rest of his career. Jokic also the realist, right? Like I mean, he's the realist there is, yeah. And 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 Barton, who is, also the is another realist. guy, yeah, will absolutely pump up his 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 bros. I love it. That's big. So stop throwing Jermichael Green in trades, everybody. Yeah. Sometimes I'll see him as. Well, as whatever. Um, anything else? I saw Jermichael Green spoke. What did he have to say? He's like, I hate these uh, guys. Jermichael had a couple interesting things to say. He gave a shout-out to uh, Faku. <laughs> he thinks his chemistry with Faku is really coming along. 
Um, he was asked about Michael Porter Jr.'s growth from last year's playoffs to now after playing against Porter and the Nuggets in that Western Conference semifinal series, of course. And he said, Porter's just stepping up to the plate, being ready. I feel like every time he shoots, the ball's going in. Got to agree with him there. <laughs> yeah. Different from and then um, he was asked about, like, do the Nuggets need anything before the trade deadline? And he said, we have everything we need. We just haven't really had everybody healthy for prolonged stretches to kind of build the chemistry, but the sky's the limit with this group. Mm. Yeah. I like it. The team feels confident, it seems. I mean, what else is he supposed to say to that? <laughs> That's true. That's a great point. <laughs> drop some of these. We got to get rid of uh, Dozier. He's really killing <laughs> us. I would trade me. Think of the value. I'm... You guys hear about Eric Gordy's on the block? Right? <laughs> <laughs> this team does need a wing. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great. That's a great thing. Is there anything else there, Harrison, that you think was noteworthy from the arena, from the game, from the post game? Any of it? Uh, the only other note I've got for the post game here. Uh, Michael Mullen talked about this pregame and he talked about a postgame, but he doesn't want Jamal Murray's potential off shooting nights to impact the rest of his game. He wants him to continue to set up others. This is like his challenge to Murray when he's not in that rhythm shooting. And then he goes, I want Jamal to get six rebounds a night. And I heard that. And I was like, whoa, six rebounds a night for Jamal Murray a point guard on a team with Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. and Paul Millsap starting tonight. And then uh, Murray was asked about that six-rebound number, and he kind of said exactly what I was thinking. We got a lot of big guys on the floor. <laughs> What's also funny about this is I feel like he's told Porter this, like, hey, you can impact the game by rebounding. And now Murray – and now everybody's fighting for the same rebounds. Yeah. And that's true. Oh, Denver's, Denver's like bobbled rebounds because they're fighting each other have really gone up in the last month. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know about Apparently this. Apparently by design. By design. Everybody <laughs> fighting. Uh, any, any notes on this game? Just overarching thoughts on the game before we get out of here, Wynn? Um, I'm glad Doug McDermott's in the East. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Former uh, Nugget, he, Doug McDermott. Dougie yeah, McNugget. Yeah, former Nugget, Doug McDermott. Nugget's legend. Yeah. yeah. Freaking Doug McDermott ruined my first quarter bet. I, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> that is true. All right, Harrison, we'll drive home safe. We know there's, you know, the roads aren't too bad, but, you know, take it easy. And uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see from you very, very soon. See you guys. That does it for us tonight, guys, as a whole crew. Nuggets get a win. A bit of a ho-hum one, but we did get Composito. <laughs> the ho-hum garden variety blowout. Garden variety blowout, baby. But there were plenty of positives. The vibes? Maybe not quite they immaculate, but they were strong. strong. They were strong. Strong, strong vibes. Yeah. Um, so, all right, guys, like I said, you don't want to miss if you watch the show or you consume the show primarily as a post-game show up on YouTube tomorrow. Going to be hopping in to do a notebook episode. Over on Lockdown, I'm actually talking to Jake the Sasquatch. Okay, Going to be yeah. talking about <laughs> whatever, whatever. Cool. But, I've got other projects, too, Jake's I can talk though. about. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you got to want to check out, guys, tomorrow. Going to go back and rewatch this game, get the detailed notes. And I always enjoy doing that, so you're going to want to check that out. Then we're going to be back here on Wednesday. Who do they got on Wednesday? You guys remember? Charlotte. LaMelo. Yo, that's, oh, a, that's like one of the best shows in the NBA. One right of the now. best shows. Two of the best passers in the there NBA go. going head to head. I can't Sounds wait like for it. dub to me, baby. Hit the like button on the way out, guys. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you all on Wednesday.
Time and time again, the only thing that will protect you from economic downturn is an education allowing you to adapt into varying careers. Go and build your toolbox at MSU. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. Check them out today. Get your education at MSU Denver Online.